Hello, and welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron with Dr. Courtney Alexander-Harris. In today's episode, we will be discussing the importance of husbands. If you didn't know you were important, you are. In today's society where divorce is so easily attainable, I want to encourage you to stay. Stay tuned. Husbands, 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 good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron. If this is your first time listening to or tuning into Iron Sharpens Iron, welcome. If you have been a listener from episode one, welcome. <laughs> I'd love for you to share this podcast with um, those um, who are looking to get sharper in the things that they're doing. Um, so let's get right to it. Husbands, you are needed. Husbands, you are important to your wives. Um, there are so many who are going through difficult times and mar- um, now due to the COVID situation. Um, but challenges in marriage um, from the husband's perspective is not a new thing. There's, there's always been challenges and there will continue to be challenges and trials to come as we live life and interact with people. Um, whether you've been married a day, a year, or 10 years, there's the potential for conflict when people are involved. That's just a fact of life. Um, when you have two people with um, their own opinion about something, there's a possibility for for conflict, and that's okay. Conflict is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, in my opinion, conflict is only a bad thing when we are unable to work through it. Um, there are so many things that we can learn from trials, conflict, whatever your term is, issues, trouble, what have you, we can learn from those things if we choose to. We can learn things about ourselves. We can learn things about the other person. And from the husband perspective, it's important that we understand how to handle conflict with our wives because we are married to someone that we love. We chose this woman to be the woman in our life for the rest of our life. Um, So it's, it's very important that we understand how to manage issues that we encounter um, in the wedding, um, excuse me, in the marriage relationship is very important. Brothers, I can't encourage you enough to understand how to um, manage issues that come up um, with your spouse. And then it doesn't matter what the the issues are, um, they will come up and you must understand how to to manage those. Really quick, um, before I continue, I just want to read from um, uh, a a few scriptures here from James, New Living Translation, um, where it it talks about the challenges really quickly. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, um, this is James chapter 1, verse 2, When troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So he's encouraging you to to, to count it all joy, in, according to the King James Version of verse 2. Um, count it all joy when you, when you fall into these 
these troubles and, and look at it as an opportunity for growth. If you, if you can, as I said, there, there is always an opportunity for us to learn from the things that we're going through if you choose to see it that way. Um, unfortunately, many people look at conflict as a way of escape. They look at conflict as a sign that this is something that they shouldn't be involved in or some other way to get out of the uncomfortable situation that they find themselves in. Um, when you find yourself looking to get out of situations that are uncomfortable, then you're really looking or choosing to not grow. Um, when you face those things that challenge you, then you, as I said a few moments ago, you can learn things about yourself and you can learn things about the person that you find yourself in conflict with. Okay, so dealing with your spouse, husbands, um, first I want to say that, as I said, stated, we know that um, divorce has been part of um, uh, 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 an option for as long as there has been marriage, right? <laughs> Um, but I recently heard on a, a, a talk program I was listening to that the divorce rate has increased during the COVID-19 because people just can't deal with one another. And these are newlyweds and these are anyone that's been married for any amount of time. Um, they've, they've just seen it, uh, an increase in separation or divorce because people are confined to their homes and they're having to deal with. <laughs> their spouse and their families. We'll talk about the family um, portion at another uh, episode, but now we're talking about just the husband and wife. And if you didn't take the opportunity to really learn about your spouse pre-COVID, then you you had a lot to learn if you, if you uh, were laid off your work or if you're having to work from home. It's just... A, a great opportunity for you to have developed a deeper, a closer, a more open, a more transparent, or more real relationship with your spouse during this time because you have been forced to be at home. You have, um, as they say, life has changed forever. Um, so did you maximize this opportunity or are you still looking to escape things that make you uncomfortable? And many people have chosen to escape that thing that makes them uncomfortable, that person that has rubbed them the wrong way because they didn't know them. And that's their spouse. Um, I've, I've, the report was talking about from newlyweds on up. Um, we already know that newlyweds don't know each other um, to that degree. And there's often a lot of a lot of um, um, fake living, if you will. <laughs> you know, when we're newly married, you know, we want to show our spouses the best. We want to look the best. We want to act the best. We want to avoid confrontation at all costs because we're in this new relationship and it's just bliss and it's wonderful. And there's the intimacy is very high because it's very new and it's very readily available. <laughs> um, but what happens when the, the honeymoon fades, the person is still there and the characteristics are still there and the personality traits and the likes and the dislikes are still there. Are you able to endure through that? And, you know, those who have gone on to, to have successful marriages, whether they be, um, five years or 50 years, 
Uh, a successful marriage is not one, in my opinion, that just stays married, but one where there is enjoyment, love, there is um, peace, there is an understanding, there is communication. Uh, you can you can stay with someone just out of convenience. Um, you can stay with someone because you're afraid of backlash from other people or you're not sure what 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 you would do if you actually left. Where would you go, especially if you um, were not the breadwinner for the home? So just the number of years being married doesn't equate to success. Success is actually um, enjoying the your spouse enjoying conversation with your spouse enjoying being in the presence of being in company with your spouse enjoying doing things together able to work through difficult things and still come back to that place of respect and love for your spouse that is success and what we found in this covid situation is that many people did not know their spouse many people did not know or were unwilling or unable to remain in relationship because they couldn't deal with that person and all they brought to the marriage relationship they couldn't deal with that on a daily basis being confined was something that they could not handle and that's because you didn't know your spouse that's because you didn't understand your spouse that because you that's because they were unwilling and if I'm speaking to you you're are unwilling to work through those difficult things um, there's a saying that says the grass is greener um, on the other side, uh, well, the, the grass actually isn't greener. It may appear to be greener because you are unaware of the tr the tr trials that that person is going through on their side. You only see the final, the, the product that they want you to see. Um, but the intimate details of what um, they are going through, you are unaware. Now, we see someone green grass and you know, we don't necessarily see the work that they put in. All we see is the product. You don't know um, the frequency of which, which they're cutting their grass, they're edging it up, they're they're feeding it, they're watering it, they're putting down seeds, etc. You don't know those things intimately. You just see, oh wow, the green grass is is looks very nice, and mine is brown. Well, we definitely know that there's some attention being put to it. Um, to achieve that greenness, but we don't know exactly how much because we're not involved. So when we see that, we desire and want that. And just to put it in a marriage terms so you can understand what I'm saying, we see people or we see couples, husbands and wives interacting with one another, and they seem to be happy. They're laughing together. They're cuddling. They're touching. They're showing affection towards one another. And then we think about our situation, if it's anything other than that, and we say, well, I want that. But what again, but what we don't know, similar to the, the grass analogy, is that we don't know what they put in. We don't know what they've endured. We don't know the arguments that they've had. We don't know the the fights that they had, the, the crying, the, the shouting, the the having to say I'm sorry, the having to hear difficult things about how you know, how you talk to me hurts my feelings or it offends me or it makes me feel like you don't respect me or love me or care about me or need me or want me. Those things we don't know. What we see is what they allow us to see, the 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 wonderful things that we want. Now, there are some couples that let you see the bad and, you know, you'll say, I definitely don't want that. Um, but we have to understand that what we have 
in our spouse, the relationship that we have, it can be better. It could be worse. It depends on how much time and attention you are willing to invest in it to get to what you want to achieve. Now, sometimes there is there is a level, a great level of immaturity on on the man's part um, that prohibits growth. And husbands, I'm talking to you right now, is that you have to lead by example. You know, there are a lot of unhappy women out there because men are refusing to grow up. Um, men are refusing to be the head of the home of which they have been designed to be. We see the example of of um, that. In, in the Holy Bible, we see Adam supposedly supposing to lead his family. But before Eve comes along, we see Adam working. We see him tending to the garden. We see him doing. We see him being busy. You know, we see him working. And I know that's a complaint by some is that, you know, your husband don't work or or he's lazy or he plays video games or or, or he doesn't hear me, etc. There are a number of of complaints that wives have about their spouses some can be justified and some are probably um, inflated overly inflated because there are some other deeper issues going on so we'll fish um, for things that will sort of make our case but in the end husbands you need to lead your wife you need to lead your families and you lead them by being the man you lead them by caring for uh, specifically for your wives. You have to care for your wife. You have to love your wife. You have to hear your wife. You have to listen to what your wife is trying to express to you. And that's also a learning, a, a learning opportunity because you can say, well, I'm listening to you. No, you hear her talking. You hear sound coming from her mouth. But are you really listening to her heart through the words that's coming out of her mouth? That's that's a huge difference. And that's something that you, you may have to learn if if that's something that you have not practiced. See, we, we you know, one thing I like about lawyers and doctors is that they say that they're practicing law or they're practicing medicine because they'll never be perfect at it because there's always something to learn. There's this new case or it's a similar case, but it comes from a different angle. So they're practicing law. They're practicing medicine. So you if you can take that approach that you're you're not practicing marriage, but you take the posture that there's always something that you can learn from your spouse. You can something you can learn about the relationship. Um, I think that will put you in a better, not just I think, but I know that'll put you in a better position as the husband and the leader of your home. It's is that there there's always a way that you know you can continue to grow. And we say this about so many things. You know, people that think they know everything, they they have nothing else to nothing else to learn so they can't be told or taught anything and most people really don't want to work with a person like that and call them a know-it-all and you may be very educated you may be very smart in various areas etc but there is if you put yourself in a position of being able to continue to learn then that is a great place to be because people change people have different um opinions about things as they mature um, as they get older their perspectives may change their likes may change um, so you must be open to that and not be upset about change that comes in your life by way of of, of your wife so husbands you you have to understand that you have to be number one you have to be patient um, with yourself and you have to be patient with your wife you have to understand 
and keep in mind that you married this woman because you felt that she was the one that you needed for the rest of your life. So in choosing to marry her because you chose to marry her, you chose to put a ring on her finger, keep that at the forefront of your mind that, you know, you love this woman and you want to be with her for the rest of your life. When you're arguing, think about that. Okay, you know, I love her. I'm having a difficult time right now. So how can I how can I get past this difficult part? What what is it that I need to do as husband, as head of the home, as leader of my wife to to make this situation better? Okay, let me hear, let me listen to what she's saying and try to understand. And by chance, if that thing that she needs from you that she's trying to communicate um to you is not your strong suit, then you must be willing to say, you know what, this is not a strong suit for me. I'm weak in this area, but I am interested in improving in this area so that there can be more peace in our relationship. And that's something that you need to do. That can be a humbling, humbling moment, a humbling step for you to take, um, because it's really putting you in a position of being uncomfortable. No one wants to be in a position where they feel like they don't have the skills to accomplish something that can make you feel really vulnerable. But the good thing is that you are being vulnerable to someone that loves you and wants to be wants not only wants to, but is in relationship with you. So it's very important to understand that you, even though that you're the leader of the, or the head of the home, you have to um, make a decision to own everything that comes your way. Sometimes we have to take, we have to take as husbands, as leaders, we have to take the the blame for some things that may not necessarily have been our fault. Um, but if you are, again, are reminded of, I want to be with my wife and I want to, um, have a, a successful marriage, then this is something that I need to do. Not all the time, you know, we, we need to have accountability on both sides of the table. Absolutely. But you as the leader, if you have to take the, the majority of that weight, then so be it. Um, years ago, um, I put together and released a book called Never Quit 10 Tools Necessary for a Lifetime of Love and Marriage. This was back in 2014. Um. I wanted to just share a few things that can be challenges for for you as a husband in your relationship. And these these things um, can really affect your mind. But I'll just I'll just read these these 11 things that that you may need to address in some capacity. All right. And hopefully, you know, if you're thinking about getting married, these are some things that you 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 want to get a grasp on prior to but if you're already been married for any amount of time i'll just challenge you to think about how these may impact you or have impacted you number one fear i talked about being uncomfortable with some things that you may not be skilled in being fearful as a husband um, is something that you can pass to your wife because, believe it or not, as the leader, you know, if you if you step outside of the marriage relationship and you step into um, a work environment or a team environment, often you'll see that the the 
the environment or the atmosphere of a team is often dictated by the leader. You know, the uh, the attributes or the characteristics of a leader um, are often reflected or seen in their followers. So you you if you are a fearful person or struggle with fear regarding certain things, I would encourage you to and not just this one step of fear, but all 11 that I'm going to mention here. I want to encourage you to face those fears and overcome them. Right. And sometimes these aren't things that that can be done on your own, but we'll we'll address those at at a separate time. So these are 11 characteristics that should be addressed either prior to or in your current marriage. Number one, fear Two, being offended. Um, Three issues with physical labor Four, mental instability. Five, double minded thinking. Six, stubbornness. Seven, extreme emotionalism. Eight, children. Nine, confident women. Ten, disability to handle finances. And 11, laziness. So I talked about fear already, but let's look at number two. And I'll go through these. Um, I won't be too winded on them, but because we could do an episode on each. But being offended is is something that we all have to learn to... Um, handle in a way that is productive because if you're constantly offended then there's going to be little room for forward progress Um, you can actually grow through the offense if you understand that oh man I was offended by that but I I see what they were saying you know my wife said something really offended me you know it hurt my hurt my feelings but she's right you know, take yourself out of the offense, the, the, the emotion of the offense, anger, sadness, etc. Things that don't promote growth and look at why were you offended? Why did that hurt you so bad? Why did that make you angry? You have to do some investigation for why you feel the way you feel about certain things that come your way. And when you can articulate those things, then that's when we can really move forward. Um, issues with physical labor again in marriage if if you have if you have physical limitations that's something that you need to address if that's bringing conflict in your family uh, or between you and your wife then that's just a heartfelt conversation that you need to have um, if there's some mental instability um, then there's probably some professional help they may need or again if there's some mental instability what what brings that about is there something in your past with parents? Is there some kind of abuse or neglect in your prior life before getting or becoming married that has never been addressed? Um, when we address those past hurts, pains, feelings, emotions, etc., healing can begin and we can better respond to life moving forward. Double minded thinking is. <laughs> Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, we, we need to be able to make sound decisions as husbands. Um, because again, we are leading our wives. We are leading our families to where, where are we taking them? 
So if if we're back and forth with every decision that we make, then that puts our family in limbo. It's like they don't know what to expect. They don't know what we're doing. They say you may say we're doing this today and then we're doing something different tomorrow. We're doing this or we're planning for this and then everybody's excited about it. And then then we're not doing that. So that can create instability. And it's it's a it's a matter of, you know what, sticking to the decisions that you've made and you are you can have more confidence in the decisions that you're making if you put more thought, if you count up the cost of those things that you are deciding to do. You know, you just can't say, hey, I'm going to go going to go buy this car and you you don't know how you're going to pay for it. You don't know how you're going to maintain it. Uh, you have to count up the cost of what you're considering getting involved in that will affect your wife or your family. And sometimes that means bringing your wife in on the conversation or the decision process. Sometimes we want to make decisions separately from our wives and don't consider how they may feel about it, etc. And what does that do? That creates more problems for us. Because why? Wives may not feel heard, may not feel involved, may feel in the dark. And these are things that you're going to have to address either. (laughs) I would encourage you to address those things before the decision or the action takes place, because if it's something negative or something that hurts the family, you're definitely going to hear about it post the decision being made. Okay, so you've got a lot to think about and and you can do it, um, but you can't you can't not consider your wife. You can't not consider your family and just go out and make rogue decisions of which you just think are best for you because you are a part of a family. So there's more that we can can discuss. There are more parts, but I want to encourage you to pick up your copy of Never Quit, 10 Tools Necessary for a Lifetime of Love and Marriage for Yourself. Husbands, you can do it. You can do it. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that is the focus of, of, of what I want to um, understand as being a man of God, as being a man of faith, as being a husband, as being a father. Um, I find myself in this position and I believe that I can make it with Christ on my side, with Christ um, giving me the wisdom, the Holy Spirit giving me the wisdom that I need. And I believe that you can make it too. divorce does not have to be an option, even though it's, as I said in the intro, it's easily accessible. You can get a divorce, pay your fee and you're done. But what have you learned? You'll find yourself getting into another relationship, another marriage and having to go through the same things because you haven't addressed the issue. So address the issue. Be a better you. Be a better husband. Be a better father. Until next time, I'm Dr. Courtney Alexander Harris, and this is Iron Sharpens Iron.